Welcome to Don't You Forget About Me, the New Wave Music Podcast. My name's Steve. And I'm T-Bone. So we'd like to, uh, I'd like to say a couple of things before we get started here. Uh, the first is, and we haven't mentioned this yet, but Steve and I don't actually discuss these albums before we do the podcast. So it's always interesting to see how it's going to play against each other, uh, depending on whether we agree with an album or we disagree with one. And then the second thing, uh, I just wanted to apologize for the last episode. Our sound levels were not at their best. And I was especially muted a little bit. And uh, we wanted to let you know that we think that we've improved on it. And uh, we've got some new equipment. And things should be better from this point on. And I'd like to thank all of you guys for sticking with us. As we said from the get-go, as these podcasts are kind of a work in progress, they will get better each week. Hopefully you are enjoying them. Today's episode, we're going to be focusing on Gary Newman. You may remember Gary from such hits as Cars. Friends Electric. And the club hit Change Your Mind. Today we're going to be discussing Gary's latest two albums, which are either his 18th and 19th albums or 21st and 22nd album, depending on the count. Right, yeah. All the research that I uh, did couldn't seem to quite make up their mind on uh, whether it was the 18th studio album, 20th studio album, 19th, 21st. Uh, but regardless, uh, we're going to discuss a couple of new ones today over the past few years. First, we're going to look into Savage, Songs from a Broken World, which was released in 2017, and Intruder, which was released this year, 2021. Savage, the first album we're going to discuss, is actually the follow-up to his album previously called Splinter, Songs from a Broken Mind. And Savage Songs from a Broken World is a concept album centered on the East and West in a post-apocalyptic world. Savage Songs from a Broken World was based on an unfinished novel that Newman was writing for about six years before he went into this uh, album. One thing I really liked about Savage, without giving too much out of it, to me this is a very cinematic album. It does a great job of setting the moods, the themes, the story. Very much reminded me of of kind of like a watching like a Mad Max movie kind of playing out if Gary Newman did the soundtrack instead of Junkie XL. Well, I completely agree. Yeah, and I think both Steve and I will tend to uh, listen to music in cinematic terms. Uh, both of these uh, albums, to me, sound like it's uh, Lawrence of Arabia meets The Road Warrior meets Nine Inch Nails. Uh, he, since 2000, he's moved in this direction. Uh, I'd say that Gone are those, day, those days where he was the robot, and now he's moved on from steampunk and then into industrial goth. Yeah, to me, this album, Newman, has the right mix of, of synth, uh, goth, industrial, dark wave. This album was very raw and unpolished. And I love how it just kind of plays out as a story. Yeah. Uh, we, I will say, though, that, uh, you know, and Steve, I know you'll agree with this, that this is not your 80s, Newman. This is not Cars. No. Uh, <laughs> but I'm actually, 
I kind of like this Newman better than the 80s Newman of cars. Yeah, see, I'm just so used to those days. It's difficult for me to to really uh, grab on to this kind of music. He's, he's transformed over the, so many years into a messiah of the wasteland, and it is definitely a, a totally different kind of approach to his music than he did, uh, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, but I mean, with this album, it could be that we saw him on tour, I think, at least two, maybe three times on the Savage Tour. I love how he commits to that. Loves how he commits to that apocalyptic environment or atmosphere. Oh, yeah, no question. Him and his band do not break character till the very end of the concert. His (laughs) guitarist that he has on tour with him and on this album... You want to see what the Doof Warrior would look like in real life? That's his guitarist. (laughs) Yeah, no question. Um... I, I, you know, I was going to mention this a little bit later, but when it comes to seeing him in concert, he's he's a must see, uh, especially uh, the guitarist uh, and uh, the bass player. Steve Harris does guitars. Tim Slade does bass, and it, watching those two is almost like watching an apocalyptic ballet. Yes. And that's a good way to bring up this concert. It was like an apocalyptic ballet. And to me, that's kind of how this album kind of plays out. So let's kind of jump into it. You know, let me just mention first um, who's on the album. Yeah, obviously Gary on some keyboards and uh, vocals. Um, I mentioned Steve Harris on guitars, Tim Slade on bass. Uh, Also, Abe Fenton, uh, who does keyboards and programming, and he's worked with uh, Gary for over 20 years. And Savage uh, Savage Songs from a Broken World opens up with the song Ghost Nation. very ominous. I love how it just kind of does a slow build for a minute leading up. And we talked about uh, cinematic listening. To me, this would be like your song, perfect job setting up the tone, the the opening credits of the album, if you will. Yeah, it's a great way to start off uh, his new viewpoint of uh, where we are going in this world. And again, as T-Bone said, if you see him in concert, I think he opened up his tour with Ghost Nation as well the last couple times we saw him, and it just sets the mood, sets the tone. Great job. Next up is uh, Bed of Thorns, which uh, is actually the demo for it was used in the Ghost in the Shell soundtrack, and it continues uh, the sound that he's bringing to this album. Yeah, and Bed of Thorns, I really love on this one how you got the mix of the orchestral, the synth, the Middle Eastern feel. Uh, uses a great job to set up the introduction to his character, again, going back to that theme of the story. Yeah. Next up is uh, the number three song, My Name is Ruined, which for me is the highlight of the album. Backing vocals are done by his daughter, Persia Newman, and has some grinding guitars. And as anybody who's listened to this knows, T-Bone doesn't really care for longer songs. This one's just over six minutes, but it is one that I can live with. Uh, I absolutely love the way the music comes in. It stops. It starts over again. It stops. It starts over again. Uh, it is, for me, just the perfect song for this album. You know what? I will back you on that. I'm going to probably argue a little bit. This is probably, to me, one of the top Newman songs 
that he's done. Ever. Ever. Okay. Well, I, and I don't, I certainly wouldn't disagree because I think you could put this song, even though it is entirely different than anything he did back in the 80s, I think you can put this song in his uh, a grouping of some of the better songs he's done. Yeah, and he's done a great, this is a great example of how Gary keeps himself relevant or reinvents himself. Absolutely. If you listen from way back in, from Cars to My Name is Ruin, it could sound like two different people. Oh, no question. And that's, I think, what we kind of were alluding to initially on this podcast is that uh, there's 80s Newman, which most people are going to be very familiar with. Uh, there is 2000s Newman, which is an artist that has, and I don't want to sound negative on this, but he's thrown away his 80s robotic persona. Yeah, and, and this is one, if you can open yourself up to kind of going back and listening, you want to hear a good album, a good artist kind of reinventing themselves, this is a great example of that. Oh, no question. And then we go on to the next song, which is The End of Things. It's a ballad, kind of operatic. Newman does a great job shaping the, the story on this one with his songs and with his uh, writing. Uh, I just love how halfway through the song, though, the percussions kick in. very beautifully and then goes back to an uh, and then it goes back to an instrumental nice um number five it all began with you um was possibly the most familiar sounding synth work since his 80s albums. It's a slower song, uh, which almost seems out of place sonically until midway through, and that's when it really kicks in. Yeah, without a doubt. I think it all began with you and the end of things both have that, where they could be almost two different songs and it works. Right. And they don't break T-Bone's rule of being over six minutes long. Thank goodness. And then we get to When the World Comes Apart. When the like the song, like some of the lyric work on it. Um, yeah, for me, it's Newman's view on uh, uh, on a world that is on the brink. You know, it's it, we're getting to the it, end here, and, uh, you know, it, he, he's having difficulties accepting what is going on with our current state of, of especially, you know, climate and politics and everything, and the world is coming apart. It doesn't cover current events or anything, but it definitely does talk about, you know, where we're moving in the direction that he thinks is uh, his his style, his approach to music has obviously changed over time. Are we going to see a completely new Gary Newman when he does come out with a new album? But let's continue. Um, and then going through the album, some of the other highlights I had was the song What God Intended. Save me from your hell. Right, yeah. Uh, my lyric that a lyric that I really enjoyed from that one is "Save me from myself," and uh, clearly he uh, is a little bit concerned about uh, his own being 
in uh, in this world that we live in. Yeah, the, the lyrics are good. I also like the just the music on that. Right. You got the mix of percussions, keyboards, and vocals all kind of building up to this climax through that song. Absolutely. Yeah, and then after that, number nine is Pray for the Pain You Serve. With the faithless, we are no one. We are nothing at all. For me, this was uh, a really interesting and quite beautiful uh, song with some fascinating synth motif motifs uh, in between the lyrics. I really like the way that, uh, that he approached this song. Yeah, and this reminds me also of very early Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails. Absolutely. I think when him and Gary might have, I think they did a couple collaborations. I may be wrong. No, they have worked together, and 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 I really think that you know, like I said, this this album seems like a couple of uh, movies melded with Nine Inch Nails, and I think that is really where Gary is getting a lot of his inspiration from is kind of that that more uh, pop industrial sound that uh, Nine Inch Nails can be compared to some industrial bands, which are very hardcore. Uh, he's taken that sound and he's mixed it in with his own style. And then we close out the album with the song Broken. All the things that I've seen you scream like I scream Which is mostly instrumental, but a great again, great world building, great way to kind of end the song. It'd be kind of your it'd be your end credit sequence if this was a movie. Yeah, no, and I agree with you on that because with this song, especially in the the first three minutes and twenty seconds, you can almost feel the heat and the desert sands of the Middle East while Gary melodically chants in the background. Yeah. And uh, it really, especially that first few minutes, really works well for me. Yeah, so if you're looking for a good album, if you haven't heard it, definitely pick it up. Definitely give it a listen. It's one that if you can listen to straight through, I kind of really like the concept album. Mm-hmm. To me, it really this one really worked very well. Absolutely. I would definitely recommend picking that one up. And then we're moving into 2021's album from Gary Newman, Intruder. Right, yeah. As we mentioned earlier, this is either the 19th or 21st studio album. Uh, this one continues that Arabic sound from the previous album and uh, also has the same lineup as Savage. The first couple times I heard Intruder, it was kind of a lend down. And that's just because unquestionably, I loved his last album, Savage. And we kind of compared it to a movie just like a movie. Most of the time, the sequel's not as good. To me, this one felt a little too much polished. Where the other one was more raw, un- unedited, unfiltered a little bit. This one's a little more polished up. Also, when I first listened to this, I really didn't I didn't foresee it could be in another concept album. So I didn't know on this one that it was from the Earth's point of view with the hum- with humans living on the Earth and destroying it. Yeah. When I first heard it, I was like, man, this has got to be one of the saddest breakup albums I've ever heard. Well, yeah, and, and like you just mentioned, many reviews uh, say that this and Savage to a Degree are tales of impending climate catastrophe. Uh, and I would agree with that. I, I think both do have that uh, uh, sonically uh, uh, specific kind of feel to them where Newman and his crew are creating a feeling of heat and sand and desolation. Yeah, and then this one um, will begins with uh, the song Betrayed.
So again, this album to me doesn't start off as strong as as the last album did with Ghost Nation. The first album, the first song on there is Betrayed, which it's it's an okay opening song. Right. After that, number two is The Gift, which for me has a really hypnotic beginning where he says he's going to take your breath away. And for me, the song does. It's a sonic dream. The dark's closing around you. Spare a thought for what you'd let me tell you. Wouldn't take, take my breath away. Yeah, I really actually do like this song. I'm kind of shocked that you like it, T-Bone, with it being over six minutes long. Okay, you know, I maybe I'm getting, uh, I'm becoming more uh, accepting of longer songs. But to me, that one really works. I like the chorus on it, the melody. It kind of kind of does that good blend from that Savage did, where it's almost two different song types, and it and right. meshes very well. Yeah, up next is I Am Screaming. Uh, here, Newman is emotionally screaming to be heard and for others to join in on him. Can you say? I did like this song quite a bit, uh, but, uh, you know, it's it's not one of the strongest on the album, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, and just to me looking at this, if I was just reading over the lyrics, can you see me, can you feel me, can you hear me as I'm screaming, I could have swore I was reading the Cure lyrics. Yeah, and uh, if not the Cure, maybe the Who, you know? I mean, there's some similarities <laughs> in, in lyrical style there. Um, Intruder is probably, the, I think, the first single that was released on the album. I can listen to you scream. Pretty music to my ears. I could listen to it all day if you want me to. To me, it's a little too polished. Yeah, you know, I do still like the uh, the lyrics on it. You can beg for God's mercy and hope that He hears you. Um, I don't dislike the song. I, I think it's quite good. Um, but again, you know, maybe it's not quite up to par with uh, with that, uh, songs from Savage. Yeah, and again, I'm kind of going through this. I don't don't mean to sound like I hated this. It's just listening to Savage and then listening to this for the podcast prep back to back. Definitely, you kind of have one that's going to take a higher quality than the other. And that, oh, I, unfortunately, I, I, this I, album's kind of taking the brunt. But don't by all means don't discuss the songs on it. You guys decide for yourself if you do like it. Right, that's all you can really do. Um, next up, the sixth song is "A Black Sun," and this one actually was also written by Persia Newman. Uh, oh. his daughter um, it begins with some lyrical piano over the sounds of a faint air siren um, really looks back at the easy innocence of childhood and how that fades From there, we move into the song, The Chosen. Right. Uh, You know, this one actually has some outstanding electronic drums that meld uh, into uh, the chorus. They they interrupt with Newman, then follow with some simps that are all over the map, finally coming together uh, late in the song. 
I really enjoyed this song, especially the last minute in particular. Oh, yeah. That, it really yeah, comes together yeah, fantastically. And then from there, the next song that really stands out is Saints and Liars. To me, that one, I love the industrial track. I think we talked about the last album where I kind of some sound sound like he could have collaborated with Trent Reznor. This is one that very much screams that. Can you feel your righteous anger? It's like a poison that feeds the soul. You know, this is going to be one of the points where you and I disagree, Steve. For me, this song is a huge disappointment. Instrumentally, if you really listen to this song, the notes mirror My Name is Ruin. Uh, they might be a little bit softer, a little bit uh, uh, quieter than they were on My Name is Ruin. But for me, it is all too obvious, even to the point where the song fades out and then comes back in again and fades out and comes back. Um, I wanted to like this song, but the minute I heard it, I could hear that same motif that uh, is from My Name is Ruin. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we'll disagree on this one. But, uh, uh, I mean, not, not the worst song ever, but it, I was very disappointed in it. Okay. And then closing out the album, we hit the next track, Now and Forever. I am told now and forever For me, this is the highlight of the album. Uh, this one slows things down a little bit. I, I really liked how it's quite a bit different from other songs on the album. Uh, it is a, a beautiful love song uh, in the mode of, of Gary Newman. And really, uh, for me, on an album that is uh, a little subpar, uh, really worked for me. Yeah, and I do like his lyrics on there, especially um, When Will You Fall?, it features a perspective, kind of the earth, going back to that concept, once I heard about it, the concept of the earth, um, basically it's a heartbreaking track that displays the earth's loyalty to humanity is now and forever, and yeah. what, what they've done to, what they've done, or Newman's ideas, what we've done to the planet. Yeah. Um, after that is The End of Dragons. Uh, it's another slow song. forever i didn't find it nearly as interesting or engaging see and then this one we're going to disagree on really? to me this is probably the highlight of the album the end of dragons the end of dragons okay i like it. it's a highlight it's kind of going back to that cinematic again from from savage full music and the details pure uh the pure sympathy of dark wave that begins it i love how it gets going and then just drops to and then goes right to a piano Nice. And, you know, as there's also the on as a bonus track, there's also the End of Dragons, the alternate take, which is completely, completely reworked and totally different as well. Yeah. You know, for me, it, since that song didn't really work that well, uh, I don't even know why it was needed. It, I, for me, it was just an unnecessary repeat of the song. Uh, for, it, for me, it didn't end the song on a high note. Uh, obviously, that is a different. For me, it kind of saved the album. I really enjoyed that one. But again, different takes. And that's what we're here to do is just discuss. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, we Music. don't talk to each other beforehand, so it's interesting to see what each other's take is on these albums. You know, Steve, I did want to just mention something. That 
Oddly enough, when I first listened to both of these albums, I enjoyed them uh, far more than after repeated listening. Uh, oftentimes, it seems like when you listen to an album, especially whether it's a, uh, an album that is a new sound for an artist or you just haven't heard anything from that artist in a long time, it's the newness of it is a little bit more difficult to take in. And then after repeated listening, you become to accept the album and you appreciate certain things. But for me, it's just the opposite. I, on first listen, I liked them. And then after uh, repeated listenings, I, I found that I didn't care for them as much. Sadly, they just seem very repetitive to me. There are ex uh, exceptions, of course, but uh, with with the most of these songs, for me, there's little distinguishing one song from another. Yeah, as we listen to these, I mean, we did listen to these albums probably extensively over the last couple weeks back-to-back. -back. Savage is one I'll probably still leave in heavy rotation. Oh, I agree with that. Intruder, one. probably not as much. Yeah, it just maybe a song, me. Maybe a song here and there, as we talked about. There's a couple that are highlights. Right. But overall, it's probably the album I'd leave out of my playlist, and I'd leave, it, I'd leave Savage going. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if you remember right, when we talked about The Ocean Blue uh, on our second episode, uh, we talked about that being headphone music. Yeah. Now, the one thing that came to mind to me is that these two albums are not headphone music. The sounds <laughs> blend together uh, instrumentally, uh, such as the guitars and the bass meld into the synths. Um, would you agree with me that these are not solo artist albums? Yeah, I don't think it's going to like the Ocean Blue's latest album. That one you definitely will benefit from listening to on a good pair of headphones. You can separate the, right. is the isolation on the different tracks. These ones, maybe not as much. Right. Well, and you know, I think my point on this, though, is that you don't look, you don't hear anything that is distinctive on the instruments. You don't hear the... No, you're not going to pick it up on headphones versus right. not on headphones. Yeah, this is, just, this is, in my opinion, just noise music, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I really think that maybe they did this to focus more on Newman, both ly lyrically and vocally, but you're certainly not going to hear a guitar solo in this kind of music. You're certainly not going to be able to distinguish the bass from the synths. It all blends kind of together musically, I, I believe. Yeah, and I mean, on this one, we were timing it. Gary Newman was supposed to be on tour at the time of this recording. He did, Gary did postpone his tour until 2022, so we'll have to kind of wait to see what an Intruder tour looks like. Yeah, and maybe, you know, with just a few songs here and there from Intruder, it'll match up with his uh, with Savage songs that he's probably going to do, and it'll make more sense uh, sonically. I really will, though, uh, give Newman credit uh, for trying something an entirely different sound than what we're used to, even if it does start, at least for me, to become repetitious. I would challenge anyone, though, and I would say this to you, to you Steve, I would say it to anybody out there, other than maybe some uh, distinct songs, I would challenge anyone to pick one song from either album and know which album it came from. I mean, I, I, I know, I think you like these albums maybe a little bit better than I did, but I, I'm, I'm disappointed in both of these albums in a, in a big picture kind of way, because there's really no distinguishing factor between most of the songs on either album, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, we're, I'm curious to find out what our listeners' opinions are on this. If you guys listen to the album, drop us a line on our Facebook page, drop us a line on there, or Instagram, let us know what you guys think of these albums. Or you can email us, which I do want to apologize for last week. I said it was Don't You Forget About Podcast at Yahoo.com. It is not. It is Don't You Forget Podcast 
at yahoo.com. And remember, the don't does not have an apostrophe. Yeah, let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Get your thoughts on uh, what you think about these two albums. Uh, maybe you'll come up with something totally different than uh, what we have, and that's fine. That, the whole point of this is to introduce music that you are not necessarily going to hear on your local new wave station. They're playing cars. It's your local new wave station. Those don't exist really. Well, they do. Uh, You know as well as I do that we have one even in our area here. But will you hear My Name is Ruin on that station? Unlikely. You'll hear cars. You'll hear cars. So I don't know about you, T-Bone, but after this last month where you did some kind of dark tone albums, I need some upbeat stuff going on for next month. I could not agree more. We've we've had a a bunch of dark music on the last two episodes, and uh, uh, I'm ready for a change. Looking ahead to future episodes, we're going to be discussing the latest from Berlin and Tom Bailey, as well as the new Duran Duran and Erasure albums. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to those. As a matter of fact, uh, the Duran Duran album uh, just dropped a couple of days before we did this podcast, and I'm really excited to uh, see what they have put together after 40 years in the music industry. And then just real quick before we go, give you guys a little bit of some music news. Martin Freinance is going to be doing a brief tour of the U.S., a whopping three shows, November 18th, 19th, and 20th in California. You can get the dates and the venues on his website or Facebook page. We can only hope that he'll expand that tour because Steve and I have seen him who knows how many times. And uh, even though currently it's only Martin Fry from the original band, the show that he puts on every single time is noteworthy. Oh, he is a true showman. One that loves, you can tell out there, just loves working with the crowd, loves what he does. Please, Martin, expand that tour next year. Yeah, we can only hope. And then I'm just going to mention, Steve, you just said how short ABC's little tour is. Quite the opposite with Modern English. They they are doing a huge tour, if you get right down to it. It starts in March of next year. Uh, It's going to be on the uh, 80s cruise out of Port Canaveral in Florida. That's uh, March 5th through the 11th. And then he'll be all over, or they will be all over the country, uh, ending things in uh, late September in Buffalo, New York. Once again, we'd like to thank all our listeners for listening to us and your support. If you like what you're hearing, please uh, like us, subscribe on your podcast platform of choice, and we'll see you guys in in two weeks. Thanks very much. We'll see you then.